We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Six to shoot. Randall, cross-court Rose. Barrett for three. Bang! R.J. Barrett from downtown. It's an eight-point game. Turner fakes a three. Back up top, Levert. Eight seconds to go. Levert fires away. That won't go, and the Knicks will hold on and win this one. And he rolls a bound. There's one right there. IQ. Another one rolls. What about Gibson? Giving one for the team. So a splendid effort by these Knicks to come away with the W today. An inspiring gut check win for the Knicks. Down 12 in the second half, down five in the fourth. They get a much needed victory with some spectacular defense in the fourth quarter as the Pacers shoot two for 21 from the field and only score 10 points. Okay. Take two. Sorry about that, folks. Um, of course, my laptop, not me, my laptop, I'm blaming my laptop, forgets how to function after a Knicks win. Um, I guess it's been a while. But we are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Okay. Much needed win. Anyone who's coming in that was in the uh, Super Chat last time, don't worry, your Super Chats. We are good now. I promise we are good now. Um, I promise your Super Chats did not disappear. Um, we'll get them answered in short order. As I was saying before I so unceremoniously got dismissed, um, for anybody listening or watching who was on the KFS halftime live stream, um, I said at halftime that I thought this would be the win that turned around the next season. Um, I had a feeling at the time. I did not know how it would turn out. Um, in terms of how specifically this would go, but I just, I had a funny feeling that something about this game was going to turn things around. And we're going to talk about a lot of stuff because a lot of stuff happened and it was mostly good. There was some bad, but mostly good. I felt like something in the third quarter clicked for the Knicks. And I, I think it happened right around when Kemba got pissed off at the foul call and they got pissed off at the refs. And there was a couple of fouls that weren't called or a couple of whatever the case may be. Maybe it was just me, but I felt like watching that third quarter, something clicked with the starters defense in particular. And I felt like they just started playing. And I use this word all the time. 
I just felt like they started playing with a verb that they had been missing previously. And that carried over through the bench. It didn't third quarter didn't end perfectly. There were some nasty possessions before Randall left the game. On the whole, though, on the whole, though, I felt that's where the game turned. And then obviously, fourth quarter, largely because of the bench unit with some other contributions from some other guys. Um, and we're going to talk about everybody because I really did feel like this was the best team win of the year. Um, capital T team win of the year. And I think everybody played a huge role in it who saw court time. Um, yes, even the guy, let me get his numbers, who went five of 15 with, I think he ended up with five turnovers. Five turnovers, and that's Julius Randle. We're going to talk about Julius Randle. We're going to talk about Mr. R.J. Barrett. Oh, my God, did that last three feel really good. And, of course, we're going to talk about the stars of this game. Um, none brighter than the Knicks tied for leading scorer with Kemba Walker, Emmanuel Quickly. Because how can you not talk about Emmanuel Quickly? Um, okay, uh, I'm going to catch up on the Super Chats as I open up uh, Tom Thibodeau's post game which I hope is going to come through okay because uh, we were uh, we were on the pregame and the the audio was not good. So if the audio is not good, we'll get out of it. If the audio is good, we'll stick with tips. Uh, for right now, though, let's get to some Super Chats. C.T. Pittman, thank you for kicking us off. Um, and don't forget, I will get to everybody who put Super Chats in the other live stream. I'm getting to all your comments as soon as Andrew sends me some screenshots. Um C.T. Pittman, that was a gut check win. How about that defense in the fourth quarter? Held up to 10 points. Is that right? Again, I think it really started to click in the middle of the third quarter. Um, I know the Pacers hit some shots down the stretch of the third. Um, but for my money, I just that's when they started playing defense for real. Um, yes, 10 points in the fourth quarter. Beautiful. You can't say enough about it. Um, it's so great to win a game with defense. This was a win that last year's Knicks would have gotten. And I think that's why we all love it so much because it feels like a win that last year's Knicks would have gotten. Um, Leon C, what's going on, Leon? So happy for RJ with a uh, good game and that last three. Yeah, I don't know if we can say that RJ had a good game. He hit three really huge threes, which I think him seeing those going through the basket, I, I have to think that's going to help turn his his – slump around finally i personally was never worried about rj um i don't think anyone was really worried about rj it was just like okay when he's gonna come out of this hope this is the start of a good run let's go next kane marco take mob general broadway barrett <laughs> i love how we're shouting out the guy who was what was he in this game was he three for he was three for something four excuse me he had the dunk i forgot about the breakaway dunk he was four for 13 um quickly was amazing but give rose and taj the game ball what a game I think I'm going to say it right now. I think this is the toughest. Um, this is going to be the toughest stars of the game that I've had to decide on yet this season. Because here are the guys who are in the running for a star: Derrick Rose, obviously; Emmanuel Quickly, obviously; Taj Gibson, obviously. And I'm going to say it: Julius Randle. I know he was five for fifteen. I know he um, had five turnovers. I know he had some brutally, brutally ugly possessions at the end of the third quarter. But that's a dude who came out and said, I am going to attempt to play the way my team needs me to play to win games. I know he took 15 shots. I, I would have to, I would have to go back and watch all of them. 
a bunch of them were late clock shots that I did not, I'm not going to attribute to him that they were like not great shots or didn't go in. Um, I counted a couple ISOs maybe. And one of them I was actually okay with because it was a back and forth with Fournier and it was late on the clock and he put it up. Um, I think Alec Burks, I don't know what his final stat line was. Alec Burks deserves consideration for a game ball. And of course, of course, the forgotten man in this game because he wasn't in in the fourth quarter, Kemba Walker. 8 of 11 from the field. Absolutely guided the Knicks offense in the first quarter. That is how New York needs to look in the first quarter from now on. Give the ball to Kemba Walker. Let him cook. Go from there. Um, we've seen it work two games in a row now. C.T. Pittman and Julius set some really good screens. Set some really good screens. Boxed out really nicely. Um, I thought his defense was largely really good with the exception of a couple of times where he felt falls asleep, but he was doing that last year. He would have a couple of possessions last year, every game where you'd shake your head and say, oh, that's Julius. Um, I, I think we're lessening them um, more and more and more and more and more. Um, okay. Uh, I, as we, as we still wait for tips, um, Jeremy E Fournier has to come off the bench, <laughs> a win. And someone's calling for a change in the starting lineup. Look, give it, give it time. Here's the great thing. Fournier could start. It doesn't mean that Fournier has to play a certain amount of minutes. Fournier played 24 minutes in this game. Emmanuel quickly played 23 minutes in this game. Um, I think Fournier is going to get it going. I think uh, I told you in the beginning of the season, be patient with Emmanuel quickly. I told you in the beginning of the season, be patient with Alec Burks. Um, I'm telling you right now, be patient with Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is a really good basketball player. Go look up his effective field goal percentage for his career. That is not a mirage. Um, especially over the last several seasons when he was playing with dog shit talent in Orlando. Evan Fournier is going to be fine. I know his defense lacks a little bit of punch, but I think he is still the right starter for this team, even if he only plays about 24 minutes a game, which I think is probably what he should play. Jordan Freisinger, everything else aside that is great about his game. IQ's energy every single second he's on the court is inspirational. Cheers to that. It all stems from the energy. It all stems from the energy, the energy on offense, the energy on defense. The team takes inspiration from his energy, and that is why right now he's the best defensive backcourt player on the Knicks, and I'm not sure it's close. Um, my goodness, I want to see that. I mean, here's the thing about the comment about Fournier should come off the bench. Emmanuel quickly, and I, again, I said it on the halftime Zoom, a guy who looks like he should be playing 30 minutes a night for an NBA team. He's that good. Um, I don't know when he's going to be unleashed fully, but I just at this point I'm I'm done putting a ceiling on that kid. Daniel Chang. Well, we know who's closing the game from now on. I really hope so. I mean, we've said we've said similar things before, and then it goes back. We'll see. Taxi driver. Thank you for your contribution. I appreciate it. That fourth quarter defense is the reason why we love last year's team. Took the words out of my mouth. Shout out to Randall for hustling on defense and focusing on facilitating tonight. Dude never settled for a bad shot. And more than that, I did not feel, and we've seen this from Julius in, 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 at times last year and certainly at times this year, hunting for assists. I felt Julius was facilitating in a way that would be best for the team. Sometimes that 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 resulted in assists, but I did not think he was hunting for assists. Fantastic job. Shout out to Sheldon uh, Gomes for the super chat. Um, overratedness. I really like this closing lineup. Maybe switch Noel with Taj, but finally seeing good defense down the stretch gives me hope. That was okay. Oh, I have a feeling the audio is going to be shitty. Hang on. 
Yeah, that's not happening. Sorry, guys. Um, MSG needs to get their equipment fixed. Um, they try, but not everybody has Andrew Claudio behind the ones and twos. Um, I, I mean, Taj Gibson, I'm going to save my Taj Gibson soliloquy for a little bit later. Um, spoiler alert, Taj Gibson is getting one of the stars, uh, in tomorrow's newsletter. Uh, they don't win this game without Taj. Um, he is the center you trust the most. I'm not saying he's the best center. I'm, not, I'm certainly not saying he's the center with the highest ceiling, but Mitch is obviously hobbled and he was trying to play through it and shout out to Mitch for trying to play through it. But Taj Gibson is the safest center on the Knicks right now. And if you're in a close game down the stretch, he's the guy you want out there. Robert McGinley, awesome job by Tibbs tonight. Thank you for the shout out to Tibbs, a man to my heart. Really was flexible with his lineup down the stretch. If we can get our starters chemistry going and focus on the little things, boxing out, etc., this can be a jump off. Um, I, again, I really, I think that, I think the chemistry is on its way there. I really do feel that way. I feel like we saw signs in the last game, and I feel like we saw signs in this game. And and obviously defensively, this was a massive step forward for the entire team, but the starters included. Um, they're going to get there. They're going to get there. there's a big win. And by the way. I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, they beat a 6-8 and eight team at home. Who gives a shit they were favored in this game? This Pacer team's good. They just went and beat uh, Utah in Utah. They are 5-2 and two over their last seven games. Um, they have a top-10 net rating over their last seven games um, in the league. Uh, they got off to a horrific start. They, they beat Miami when no one was beating Miami. Uh, this is a good Pacer team, and I think you see that. And I know they didn't shoot it great tonight. Some of that was – a lot of that was the Knicks defense. Some of it was just Indy missing some shots. But this is a good win, and I think the Pacers are going to be, at the very least, a play-in team. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up being a playoff team, if if they if they keep it up. Um, Eric Fernandez, can we get a game ball for Taj Gibson? Again, I live to give game balls to, to Taj Gibson. That back door was almost tragic, but he got his hand in there last minute. Taj Cullets for president. Oh, my God. Taj Cullets. No no two better things in the world than Taj Cullets. Taj and Cullets. Um, he made so many game-saving plays uh, in this game. He makes them in every game, never in the wrong spot. Um, I've run out of good things to say about Taj Gibson. Uh, he's 36 years old, right? Is that Andrew? You want to fact-check that for me? Uh, shoot me a text. I think Taj Gibson's 36 years old. Um, he just does things which you're not supposed to still be able to do at this age. I mean, Herb Williams was long riding the bench, um, you know, by this point in his career. Uh, not Taj. Um, Different level. Uh, all right. I'm going to get to some of our super chats for the people that have been patiently waiting from the other live stream. Let's bang some of the <laughs> Taj Gibson does not have an age. That's good. The correct answer. Andrew. Um, Jaden Spower. Huge win. Love the offense. Not turning into Randall ISOs down the stretch. Best part of the game. Hopefully a sign of things to come. Great comment. Completely agree. Um, Zach Porkinoy. Gritty dub. It wasn't perfect, but they grinded. Here's the thing about this win. I'm not sure above about what this win really annoyed me. Like, you want to point to the last two defensive possessions of the first half? Those were annoying. You want to point to two or three of the defensive possessions at the beginning of the third quarter? Absolutely. Very annoying. Other than that, I thought their offense was incredibly sound all night long. I did not think that they hit nearly as many shots as they would normally hit. They scored whatever they scored in this game. Um, I don't care. They had a ton of good shots. 
if they hit shots like they normally hit shots, I think, and this not even just from behind the arc, from inside, close range, guys miss a lot of shots that they normally hit. This is they score 110 tonight against a good defensive team. Um, and then defensively, again, you, you hold a team to under 90 points. That's that's pretty darn good. Um, next comment from the um, original live stream. Uh, may it rest in peace. Aussie Knicks fan, we love a, w- a win at home. Let's go. Yes, let's go. I love it. Um, Andrew Palladino, shout out. Thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. Haitian Ferg, solid showing of character tonight. I love that comment. Tibbs staggered the first and second unit. And in fairness to Tibbs, Tibbs said at a press conference a week or so ago that that was something that he would start doing eventually, but guys needed to get more comfortable with one another. And I think now we've seen it. We've seen him uh, stagger to end two straight games. And it works because you can mix and match. And that's the great thing about this team. And it's what we talked about during the offseason when we all gushed about how the Knicks have eight guys who could shoot it from deep and put the ball on the floor and make a play if need be. Now, some of those guys are not shooting it from deep right now. Obi Toppin has not made a three since the second game of the season. Um, Hopefully he will make a three at some point again. Some other guys are not exactly shooting great. Um, But for the most part, you still get that flexibility. Obviously, he went small with Randall and Obi. Love to see that. And uh, I, I, the fact that he went, comf- he was comfortable with that against this this team with those monsters for a couple of minutes, and and he felt comfortable going to that says a lot to me. Um, war of attrition, but a win is a win. Mitch is the third best defensive center we have. Oh my goodness! Here's the thing: we have we have three really great defensive centers when healthy. One of them is not healthy right now. That's all it is. Uh, Anthony Sixto, again, from the original live stream. Shots weren't falling, uh, but some excellent sets being run by the starting five early. Uh, loved the sets from the starting five early. Um, I'm going to throw a couple of those in the newsletter tomorrow. Um, and I thought, you know, and and by the way, the sets are great, but some more Emmanuel quickly love. When does this offense look the best when they're freelancing? By far. By far, it's when Emmanuel quickly is in the game because he has the ability to just be unpredictable and do anything and go anywhere and shoot it from anywhere. And now that he's getting better and better and better about what he's doing inside the arc, once he gets in there, he's like a maestro. He's like a maestro. And, and you know, the, uh, the let's see if I can nail this analogy. Um, and the court is his stage. Um, or is it the area under the stage where the people play the instruments? Someone who's smarter than me and more worldly than me and more cultured than me uh, should tune, t- chime in on that because um, I certainly fucked it up. In any case, Emmanuel Quickly is really good. Um, make sure uh, – oh, yes, great movement on and off ball. Yes, love uh, what this will look like when the mental hurdle is cleared. I think they may have cleared a mental hurdle tonight. Uh, Dominic Ambrose, we on here, <laughs> we are on here. Um, um, our friends will be listening tomorrow on the podcast or watching, um, it in a bit of, in a bit sniff. Um, I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean, but thank you for your contribution. Dom Cappuccini, friend of the super chat. I feel like we went back in time. LOL. What happened? Mix all day. Let's go streaking. Love it. And then finally, Barry Craver. What the Fournier is wrong with our big offseason acquisition? Hope you sleep tonight, Macri. Oh, I'll sleep well tonight. 
Uh, all should support KFS and subscribe. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about Emmanuel uh, or uh, Evan. I'm definitely not worried about Emmanuel quickly. I am. Um, ah, I see. Yes, saying hello. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I'm not worried about Fournier yet. The guy was on fire to start the season. He's in a slump. Um, I still think he's trying to make the right play and fight hard. And by the way, a big part of tonight's win was the two-man game um, between him and Julius Randle. Again, this was a close game. They needed every possession to win this game. Um, that Like Fournier working it off of, off, off of Randle, I don't know exactly how many points came from that. But there were some baskets that came from that action. And more importantly, forget about where Evan Fournier is right now. I think that's the best combination probably in the starting lineup for Julius in terms of a guy that Julius has a real chance to develop some some good chemistry with is Evan Fournier with is Evan Fournier. And, um, you know, we need to get him right. I'm not sure the answer is to stick him on the bench. Anthony Sixto. Um, would love to, again, more, more starting lineup changes. Would love to see Burks get run with the starters, has familiarity with them, and Evan can find his confidence with the second unit that distributes better. It's funny, the guy that everybody wants benched for, uh, wanted benched for Quentin Grimes a week ago, people now is calling for to be in the starting lineup. Look, I love Alec Burks. I, I made that well-known last year. Um, I said if we could have either one um, um, of – Bullock or Burks. I wanted um, uh, Burks back, and um, I'm happy we got him back. He's really good, but I like him off the bench. I think there's a certain there's a certain amount that he is great for, and I think when you push Burks past his limit, he's one of those guys that maybe you know it's diminishing returns. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tyler Michaels with maybe, maybe the comment of the night. Um, can we bring Norvell Pell back? You know, shout out to Norvell Pell. I hope he's doing well wherever he is. I like Norvell Pell. Not that insane right now. That's all I'm going to say. Although I do like uh, Jericho Sims. Uh, Sheldon Gomes. Burks seemed to take that matchup with Brogdon personal. His defense was big in bringing us back. Absolutely. Um, again, I, I feel like I'm a little bit too effusive in my praise of, of Alec Burks because I've been talking about Burks, I feel like, for so long. And all season long, I was resisting the urge to say you should bench Alec Burks. Alec Burks makes big plays. Alec Burks is a smart player. Alec Burks makes big shots. Um, and the defense on Brogdon there in that one possession that had the guard. That, when, you, when you, through your one-on-one defense, get the garden on its feet and loud as the possession is still happening – Shit. I mean, you got to get a game ball, right? This is, is going to be really tough for me. Who am I going to give these these stars to tomorrow? I really, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a tough call. Kevin Danishevsky. Taj, man, Taj. IQ is special. Burks on D. What is starting lineup of Kemba, IQ, RJ Jew, and a center? Um, would it work? I think playing with Rose and going versus backup threes would get him going. Uh, oh, I guess you mean uh, Fournier. Thoughts? Um, I, gosh. I got to say, of all the things that I expected to find when I came on the live stream tonight, a mass of people calling for Evan Fournier to be benched um, was not one of them. I, I still think I still think Evan Fournier, because of the different things that he could do um, and because of how good he is, off the ball, how much he moves off the ball. I'm not saying Alec Burks doesn't do that. Alec Burks is great off the ball too. But just Fournier's ability to be another playmaker, be a you know, secondary, tertiary playmaker on the floor. Again, Alec Burks could do that. But there's a reason that Alec Burks has been a backup for his entire career, and he's whatever he is, 31, 32 years old. And Evan Fournier has been, you know, the best player on the French national team of late, but also like the guy who was the best perimeter player on those magic teams for years. And those magic teams are not good and their offense mostly stunk. But when you're the guy that takes it on your shoulders every night and you have that experience um, and you've been in playoff games, I just have to think you have to give that guy a longer leash, especially when you've just signed him to a three-year contract in which you're paying him almost $20 million a year. And I usually don't care about the contract stuff when it, when it comes about making decisions. Um, But I'm going to give him a longer leash. I want to see him work it out. And I think if he works it out, just again, remember, this is the team that had the best offensive rating in the league through whatever it was, five or six games. Evan Fournier was a massive part of that, a massive part of that. He was doing all the things we were like, that's why we signed him. Well, he could still do those things. We just, we got to, we got to give it a little bit of time. maybe. Um, David Fudenick, my main man, my good friend in Los Angeles, California, where everything's always wonderful. Um, and, and the cutlets, uh, the cutlets are plentiful. 
A dollar for every quickly point. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate that. Uh, every W against the Pacers or Heat always tastes a little sweeter, especially when it's a W that may turn your season around. That's like that's like cutlets on cutlets right there. Um, game cutlets to Derrick Rose, Taj, and Burks as well. Feels like this will be a turning point game. Let's go Knicks. Again, summed up my thoughts exactly. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, plenty to be concerned about. This is from DZilla. Um, but lots of positives. A win is a win. We need this one. We did need this one. We can now go back in, into Wednesday's KFS game with the right hype. <laughs> keep the starting five. Just got to keep building. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, I, I think it goes back to something that I said, I don't know when I said, a week or so ago, about adjusting expectations for, for this team. And I think the sooner as a fan base we realize – we, I said this is what I said a week ago, that like this is not one of the top six or whatever teams in the league. This is part of that next tier, that next 10 or so teams. Are they the 7th, 10th, 11th, the 14th best team in the league? I think we're figuring that out. But they're, they're in – I think they're in that group. And that's why, to me, getting a tough win over a team like this at home – like, that's just a good win. Like, I, I don't come away from this being like, oh, well, they still clearly need to get a lot better because this was so close against this team. Like, I, I don't I don't think that they should be taking any game against any team for granted, especially how they're playing right now. I get where you're coming from, Dizella, but I, I guess my, my – I don't know if I have a point here. But it, it's something along the lines of, like, I don't know what I could point to from tonight. I said this something similar before where I'm like, that needs to change. That's really bad. Um, that's going to hold us back long-term other than guys missing shots, which is like, I'm never going to come on here and, and get upset about missed shots because it's missed shots. What can you do? Um, those shots will go in again. Let's just, we should say, um, so we're all on the same page here. The Knicks just won a game by eight points in which they shot 32% from deep 11 of 34 and 43% overall. And they got to the line 10 times um, because the refs were just fucking letting everything go. Um, they will shoot better than that. Um, and they will score more points, but if they play like this, I really, you know, again, this is a team that could, could beat a lot of other teams. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? How are you? There's a level of streakiness baked into the starting lineup. Yes, 100%. Can multiple guys go off? Yeah. Will they? Who knows? That's why we don't know um, who to run the offense through. I mean, look, I think the best thing that came out tonight was the fourth quarter the offense ran through the point guards. Ran through quickly, ran through Kemba. First quarter, ran through uh, – excuse me, fourth quarter, ran through Rose, ran through quickly. First quarter, ran through Kemba. Um I think that's what they need to do for 48 minutes. And if they get in the habit of doing that for 48 minutes, this is what I wrote about in today's newsletter, running the offense through the point guards and letting Julius be kind of what Julius was tonight. I really, I really did. Yeah, again, he's not hitting shots right now. I think that will change. I still have faith. He's going to hit shots. I think the version of Julius that we saw tonight is closer to the optimal version of what Julius Randle is, except he's hopefully going to hit more shots. And and look, it's 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 closer. It's not there yet. It's clearly not there yet. He was it's not very good tonight. Let's just. 
I loved what he did. I love the mentality. I love the effort. I love all that stuff. He's still not like very good. Um, but the, the, the outline, right? The outline is what we, what we want to see. Um, Jason M is Jules, our best screener, got a few screen assists. He's not, um, I'll, thank you. Andrew just texted me. Somebody bring up Obi's poster, please. I will bring up Obi's poster, please. Obi's poster was special. And Obi gives you a poster every game. Although I do have one more comment on that, which I'm going to save for a sec. Um, Taj Gibson is the next best screener, by the way. Something about Obi, again, he's he's like a lesser quickly right now in that ups the energy level, um, you know, liable to light the garden on fire any any moment he's in the game, gets the crowd pumped up, makes positive winning plays. All of it's great. Something I noticed in the fourth quarter, first it was Rose, and then it was quickly forced passes to Obi. One, Rose, I think, just threw it out of bounds, and the other one quickly was like kind of an out-of-control pass. I love Quickly's point guard play tonight, by the way, on the whole. That was just not a great pass. I almost thought that they were looking for him because they're like, if Obi could throw one down right now, it would send this place into a frenzy and it would really like, you know, get the crowd behind us and it would help put this game away. It's just, it speaks. I, I'm not, I'm not saying those were like, you know, terrible plays or anything or like, that's a bad thing. That's a great thing. And it, it speaks to Obi's impact and um, how much everybody seems to love him right now. And, uh, yeah, you wonder what he would look like getting more time. What did he get, about 16 minutes in this game? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. 16 minutes, uh, two for five from the field. He's going to hit the threes, and he has to hit the threes. It's going to be a big part of his game. Um, Robert Beckford, do we need to come out with a different lineup in the third quarter? There's an interesting idea. Thank God we came alive in the fourth this time. Yes. Um. No, they just got to figure it out. Um, just figure it out. I, I, I don't know what it is. Hopefully it corrects the next game. We'll see. Matthew Schwartz, can someone please teach Mitchell Robinson how to set a pick? You know, I've been waiting for this for three-plus years. Hasn't happened yet. Like, th there is, there are players out there. I have seen them. NBA professional basketball players who set a hard screen and are still able to roll to the rim. It can be done, folks. It can be done. I don't know why Mitch just doesn't do it. He's never done it. Um, but it's a hole in his game, and it's it's like it's I, I it's it's like not even worth talking about at this point. Um, because it is what it is, but, uh, yeah, no, that's annoying. Uh, it hurts to watch that said, shout out to Mitch after this one. He, he played hurt. So, you know, um, <laughs> Andrew Claudio, I think it's safe to officially say, no, nobody can teach Mitchell Robinson how to set a pick. Um, yes, very much agree. Kevin Danishevsky back for more again. Thank you, Kevin, for your contribution. We'll look back at this W turning point. Completely agree. Mensa, my main man, Mensa Smith, shout out uh, to our halftime Zooms. Great win tonight. Call me crazy, but I firmly believe Kemba's technical foul saved the game. Yes, yes, yes. You're not crazy at all. Felt the same way. In the, in the moment, as soon as it happened and how they came out of that and responded, felt the same way. And, and by the way, for anybody who missed my tweet, 
I tweeted it in the fourth quarter, and I want to repeat it because this I thought was really meaningful. Kemba Walker came out and was 8 of 11 from the field. He had 16 points on 11 shots. He was awesome, awesome on offense. Defense, tried hard, tried hard, got bullied a few times by Malcolm Brogdon, but I did not think with maybe one or two exceptions, uh, there was one that comes to mind where he was kind of half asleep in transition. For the most part, I did not think his defense was an issue tonight. And again, we're talking about a guy who played um, 20 minutes and uh, the team only gave up 84 points on the night. Like his defense was part of what was good um, tonight. And, um, you know, that's that's important. I know he was I know he was a minus 15. I know. Third quarter would do. I get it. He was the first guy off the bench. Cheering for the team when they were making the run and they, and there was a timeout and I saw him even before that timeout, he was when I forget who made a great defensive play or whatever it was, he was all the way up by the coaches standing, cheering, smile on his face, all about it. Could not care less that he was not in the game. He is 31 years old. He's a four-time all-star, not far removed from that. And he just played arguably his two best consecutive games of the season. And just to absolutely show zero ego. That's why that guy has won. I forget, Andrew, maybe you could look it up. Some kind of award for either the citizenship award or like good teammate award. There's some award the NBA gives out that he has won. And it's why everybody says time after time after time, um, great guy in the locker room. It's like that, that stuff, that stuff matters. That, that stuff matters. Um, Doug Lust, thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. I like uh, I like that name. Uh, question from the regular chat, which Andrew just conveyed to me. What is your City Edition jersey choice? Um, I'm assuming you mean like which player's City Edition jersey do I want from this year? Um, hmm. The black and orange. What do I want of the black and orange? First of all, if, if the question is which city edition jersey do I like the best, I, I still like last year's the best. Um, and I liked it a lot at the time. This year, I'm going to have to go with quickly. Quickly. I think I would, I think I would go with. Thank you, uh, Andrew. The NBA Sportsmanship Award um, in 2017 and 2018. Very nice. Um, Ryan Menzies feels like a bit of a breakthrough. IQ's energy has been huge lately. Same thing as last year. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I was going through in my head towards the end of that game. Um, Rose hit when they were, like, desperate for a, a bucket. We haven't talked nearly enough about Derrick Rose in, in this in this live stream. Derrick Rose, I, where would they be this season without Derrick Rose? Would they be 13th in the East? Would they be 12th? 12, 13, 11, 13, something around there. That's what they would be without Derrick Rose. Um, he's been that good. He's been that important. Um, he's been the best player on the team this year. I, top to bottom, has Emmanuel quickly been the second best Nick this year? That's an honest question. I know he could not hit the ocean from the beach for whatever it was, seven or eight games. 
but he was still playing well during that time. And there's a reason why, even before he started hitting shots, he was one of the best plus-minus guys in the NBA. Don't have to shoot well to play well. Um, shout out to Tom Thibodeau. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he might. He might. I think he might be their second best player this year. With with some some love to uh, R.J. Barrett, who before he forgot how to shoot and for wasn't great on defense, was was definitely their best player for a while. Um, you know, Julius deserves mention here as well. But it's an interesting conversation. Uh, Doug Lust, Rose was heaving in the post game, but Tibbs might have found something in the way he spaced the minutes between Kemba and Rose. Um, yeah, I think so. I thought it was really interesting when he took both of them off the court and then let Quickly and Burks run the show for a bit. Like, you could do that with those guys. It's the benefit of having so many, you know, quote-unquote point guards on the team. Um, he was heaving post-game? That's that's not great. Uh, Jeremy Chase. This team is one Alfred Payton away from having the worst starting point guard in the league. Great comment. Go Knicks. Good comment, Jeremy. That's a good one. Uh, Daniel Chang, shout out to you. LOL. Nobody is talking about how terrible RJ looked for the majority of this game. Well, you're talking about it now. He needs to stop chilling at the crib watching Duke games and hit the gym. Listen, I, RJ's a worker. I I think his approach has been fine throughout this, this uh, slump. He's just not hitting shots. And I think the fact that he's not hitting shots the last couple of games, a little bit, I thought he was better tonight. Um, again, I would have to go back and rewatch it, but it felt like he was better. I thought it finally started to seep into his defense the last few games. Um, but I'm not, I'm not worried about RJ Barrett. I think he's going to be okay. I think, you know, look, he's a 21 year old kid and the entire city was kissing his ass after he had, you know, that game against New Orleans, and then he had another 20-point game after that. Like, that's normal, you know. And when you think you are a special player, which R.J. Barrett said in black and white, he thinks he's a special player. Like, when things start to go downhill, I, I could see that being the type of snowball effect where it kind of sends you off in, in not the best direction. I'm not worried about R.J. He's going to figure it out. Um, I shouldn't say that. He has figured it out already. He's going to get back to that point. Uh, Don Cappuccini, any concern on Mitch's ankle long-term since who knows what Noel's health situation is? Yeah. Um, I mean, at this point, would you would you bet on either guy playing on Wednesday against the Magic? Um, I, don't, I don't know, you know, I don't think it's hurt them this year. I think they've had enough healthy center. I, I think they've had enough minutes at center where that whatever the injuries have been, Noel, like Mitch now, Mitch before, I don't think that's the reason they've lost any games. Although, man, I, I really do think they miss Noel's defense at times. Maybe it would have made the difference in one game here or there. Um, am I concerned? Yeah, I'm concerned. I just don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Um, other than a, a, a trade, uh, because like, again, all joking aside, like, you know, where's the center you're going to sign off the street. And I don't, I don't listen, we, we could talk about trades for a center they might make. I don't think it's the type of trade you're thinking right now. I think that's a, a bigger, 
a bigger thing. And it's certainly not a trade you're going to make because you're, you know, you need a, a stopgap center. Um, but, you know, Mitch's market value, what, what is his value on the trade market with one injury after another? I, that's an interesting conversation. Uh, overrated. And, and how does it affect their ability or their uh, confidence in him long term? Um, another, another thought. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, overratedness. Fournier will be fine. Thank you. Problem might be playing with Kemba. These are two negatives on defense that the offense can't compensate for right now. Uh, it's a fair, that's a fair point, but I think eventually it will work. Let's go Knicks. Are they two negatives on D? I don't know. I don't call Like, I remember the first game of the season where we were like shouting out Evan Fournier's defense. We had like really good defensive possessions against a Celtic team that was like still finding itself. Um, granted, I don't know. Maybe Kemba or maybe they each do need to be alongside a guy who's a stronger defender. See, that to me is the best argument for switching up the starting lineup. Not because I'm worried about like Fournier finding his shot or his offense or whatever. That I don't that'll be fine. It's a you but you you know what it is? It's 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 probably an argument for staggering. Um, more than switching up the starting lineup for me, at least right now, and maybe giving Fournier a quick hook, um, get quickly because then you got to kind of have your cake and eat it too. If you give Fournier a quick hook and you get quickly in there, then you get some nice, quickly, uh, Kemba minutes, which we saw tonight, by the way. I thought that was good, and then you get quickly time with. Uh, Julius Randle, which we haven't seen a lot of this year, I feel like. And I, I love how those two played together last year. Their net rating was, I don't know what the minutes were, but their net rating was like plus 10 or 12 or something great by the end of the year. Um, something I'll think about. That's, that's, that's a good thought. Um, what else we got here? Uh, man, you guys are on fire tonight. Uh, thank you again for everybody uh, collectively for contributing in the regular chat, the super chat. I'm going to stay on here for a little while longer because I want to try to get to as many people as possible. Hush Zoo was so happy with how many open looks we got. Those shots will fall. Very true. Kemba is a monster on the court. Theo Pinson on the bench, 76 and 6. <laughs> yes. Um, in regards to the open shots, shout out to uh, Shot Quality. Um, uh, account on Twitter uh, that tweeted out something, I think it was yesterday, in which it talked, uh, it pointed out the teams that are 
most different in terms of their performance, how the shots uh, have actually turned out and how the shots should have turned out uh, based on where they were taken and how open they were, whatever other metrics they use. And the Knicks are among the best teams, the top teams in the league, and like they should be hitting more of their shots based on the shots that they're taking. And I think tonight was another example of that. Those shots are going to go down. I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, um, again, thank you for your contribution. You're always incredibly generous here. Rose is incredible, but does his proficiency to get to the rim look better versus Kemba's supposed inability because of Taj versus Mitch on screens? Interesting point. I think Rose could get to the rim playing with anybody and playing against anybody because he's Derek fucking Rose. And that MVP, uh, that MVP stuff is still in there. It definitely helps. And and not only the screens, the chemistry with Taj. I mean, there's a reason that Tibbs likes to send those guys in there together. But then again, you know, I, I, I'm sure I could look up his numbers last year and, they, you know, without Taj, and, and I'm sure they're, they're still pretty good. Um, Kemba's just more crafty. And I, what I loved about the first quarter is he showed some of that craftiness. And there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, uh, I, you know, the hesitation dribble, like those handles, you know, for, for all those years where it was like, okay, if Kyrie's number one, you know, was Kemba number two? Was he number three in the league? Like he's not maybe at that level anymore. But, like, he's th- th- that ball handling ability is still in there. Um, so – you know, I, I just love how much more aggressive he's been, um, confident he's been driving it, and I, I, Kemba's Kemba's gonna be fine. But it's a good it's a good call, really good comment. Um, Imad uh, Khalil, what's going on, Imad? How are you? Uh, uh, crowd awesome. Uh, so he Imad was at the game. Crowd awesome. Refs pathetic. Yes, refs were pathetic tonight. Knicks played hard. Julius trusting his teammates. Yes. Starters need more three-point shooting. Burks over Fournier. Yeah, I guess this is going to be the the refrain from now on. I mean, look, if Tibbs did it, would I would I look? I I I'll defend anything Tibbs does. <laughs> Not going to lie about that. Uh, if he did it, I I think if he made any change to the starting lineup, and it's funny we have people calling for quickly to step in for Fournier, and we have people for Burks um, to step in for Fournier. I think that again, there's arguments for both. I just I love Quickly's energy off the bench too. Oh man, it's a tough call. And and again, the easiest solution is Fournier just starts hitting more shots. Um, okay, we're gonna go to the regular chat because you guys have really gone over and above tonight. And again, I apologize that um I, I have a shitty computer that turned off in the original live stream. Um King DJ Mac, I don't feel good about Mitch. We'll see. Uh, Pastor Claudio's Obihive. Wow, what a name. Hold on, let me read that comment again. Um, Macri needs to get Bodega Coffee with Taj Pod. Um, so, funny story. We were, my wife and I were in the city. I don't know when it was. It was not since we moved to Brooklyn, but before that. And uh, we, she wanted a coffee. And I was like, oh, it's a bodega right here. Let's get some coffee. And she had the coffee, and she's like, this is the best coffee I've ever tasted. And I'm like, it's a bodega coffee. What are you 
what do you expect? And she's like, I didn't, I've never had a bodega coffee. And that's why Long Island sucks. And nobody should grow up on Long Island and be limited to Long Island and Long Island's shitty coffee. And instead, everybody should get a chance to experience New York and wonderful bodega coffee. That's my story for tonight. Um, we got we got a Grimes for Fournier uh, shout out here. Uh, I'm not sure we're, 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 we're getting that. Uh, Chris Carter. Um, do we know for sure that Obi has a jump shot? Um, I trust, I, I always trust the, trust the work ethic and confidence. He's a second year player. So, I mean, we don't know anything for sure. And also it takes, it takes some guys a long time. I mean, it, it, Derek Rose is MVP of the league and it took him 10 years or whatever it was, 11 years. To, to really develop a jump shot. Now, if it takes OB 10 or 11 years to develop a jump shot, is that going to help us out? No. Um, so I think what you're really asking is like, does OB have a jump shot right now? He might not right now. And it may take a few years, in which case, you know, that certainly limits his ceiling. But um, it's a fair concern. Uh, David Salomon, which trade was a bigger steal for the Knicks? Ooh, I love questions like this. Marcus Morris for a first rounder that became IQ or – Derek Rose for Dennis Smith Jr. and a second. My God. With both both playing well tonight, it had me debating. So, on paper, Rose for Dennis Smith Jr. and a second is clearly the better trade because Rose – Rose is a better player than quickly right now. He was a better, you know, he's a better player than quickly last year. Um, he's, he's, I don't know. Is Derek Rose a top 50 player in the NBA right now? Sure. Shit looks like it to me. Um, so like the fact that you got that guy for a guy who's not an NBA player and the, whatever it was 46 pick in the draft, that might be the best trade that was made last year in terms of a value standpoint, it, not, not just the Knicks in the entire league that might be, that it might've been the best, best trade of the year from a value standpoint. But the reason why this is an interesting question is because for the Knicks, which is the more meaningful trade, you know, Derek Rose, I don't know, maybe he could do this forever and he just stays on the Knicks perpetually. I, I really think, Emmanuel quickly has has a chance to be a special player. I'm st I don't know what special means yet. I just I said it on the halftime Zoom for for the newsletter subscribers, and I'll say it here. Um, I was thinking earlier today, like, what would it look like if you gave Emmanuel quickly thirty minutes a night? Like, what would that look like if you if you surrounded Emmanuel quickly with just supremely talented, like a, a team's best players. And you put the ball in his hands and said, here, go dictate the offense for, you know, whatever, 60 possessions a game. Like, what would that look like? Are we sure that he might not be in the conversation for like, I don't know what we, I, I just, he shoots it so fearlessly and he shoots it so well. And the creativity inside the arc Man, I'm not going to say who it's starting to remind me of, <laughs> but uh, um, I just, I'm really high on Emmanuel quickly. So I, that's a wonderful question. 
Um, and it, I'm gonna I'll think about that moving forward. Um, Dom uh, Cappuccini, Knicks are up to 19th in defensive efficiency. How you doing? I bet you they probably fell out of the top five in in um, in offensive efficiency. I'll I'll look that up right now. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they're gonna they're gonna get in the top 15 by the end of the year. I I, I said it on I think uh, I was on a Pacers podcast today, and I said it on the Pacers podcast. I'm more I'm still more worried about the offense. I don't care what their ranking is. Like the offense is still the thing that I think is going to dictate where they go. I think the defense is going to be fine. Uh, big midget. There's a little turtle. Big midget put a little turtle in the in the thing in the super chat. It's a cute turtle. Um, oh, we have something from Andrew here. The defense of Long Island is that you're only a twenty to forty-five minute ride away from the city. That's a long way to go for coffee, Andrew. You know, you want your coffee right there. You want your bodegas right there. Not to mention bodega sandwiches. Um, Emil Boumansor. I love Taj Gibson. I love Taj Gibson, too. Um, I wonder how Tibbs will manage minutes when Noel comes back as Taj provides things that both Mitch and Noel don't. It's the um, it's the biggest uh, elephant in the room right now. Like, how do you, how do you not – how do you not – sorry, Andrew, I read it when I saw it. Um, how do you not play Taj Gibson? Um, it's a great question. I don't have the answer for it. Um, but I will say that, like, again, I know in some circles of Knicks fandom, you get uh, you get canceled for, you know, uttering the idea that maybe they should think about trading Mitch to try to improve the roster somehow, some way. Um, it's just I don't know, I don't know. It's interesting because you got you got some good centers. I, I do still believe in Noel, although Noel can't get on the fucking court. So I don't really know. I don't know what that trade looks like, but uh, the Knicks are down to sixth in offensive efficiency, sadly. Um, so that's unfortunate. But sixth in offense, nineteenth in defense, and what are we at net rating? Fourteenth, which is higher than we were before this game. So I'll take it. Um, forgotten NYC. What? Okay, Andrew, you tell me what you want me to say. I keep seeing the out of context. Uh, another turtle. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna and there's more turtles. Anthony Sixto. Oh, turtles equals Mitch's feet. Oh, is that the correct thing? Okay, I'm, I'm now caught up in the super chat, so I, I guess that's what the turtles look very cute though. Um. Okay. Andrew, before I before I sign off, uh, Andrew is going to kill me if I don't remind everybody that uh, oh, turtle equals Noel's hands. That that too. Uh, everything is funny. Did I read that out of context, Andrew? Okay. Um, before I go, big midget again, another turtle. Thank you. I really appreciate all the turtles. I don't know what they mean. Um, reminder that we will not have a lot. Oh, now we have penguins. There's a lot of animals here. Um, we will not have a traditional uh, live stream on Wednesday. Uh, we probably won't have any live stream on Wednesday. Maybe we will. We'll, we'll see how I'm feeling at the end of the night when I get home because we have our Knicks Film School outing in which we have a uh, trip to the garden and uh, very much looking forward to that. Shout out to anyone in here who is uh, going to be joining us for that game. 
And uh, if you're if you're not coming to the game and you want to hang out before the game, we're going to Penn Six, Pennsylvania Six. It is a uh, establishment not far from Madison Square Garden. I will be there probably about five thirty, um, up in the uh, up in the lounge. And uh, feel free to drop by if you're in New York City. You want to grab a drink with the the KFS uh, crew. Oh, we have lots more animals. Hold on. We have uh, camels. We have broccoli. And we have turkeys. Um, Shout out to Ryan Menzies. She'll see you at the game Wednesday. Turtle. Um, Man, the turtle's really cute. I kind of want to get a turtle. I've always wanted a, I always wanted a turtle. Um, oh, Andrew's telling me we're going to go live from the suite. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So maybe we will go live afterwards. I don't know what's going on. Clearly. Um, we'll figure it out. Check your, check your, check your Nick's Film School YouTube channel. And uh, maybe we wind up going live. I thought they were going to kick us out of the garden. Uh, like after the game ends. But if they don't, then we'll go live from the street, from the suite. We'll play it by ear. Um, okay, before I go, let's just shout out the other animals that are in the super chat here. Um, we got some pigs. Um, shout out to Richard uh, Born Vanek. I know you're in you're in uh, you're in St. Thomas. Shout out to you. Uh, we have red flags. We have bats from Austin. We have. What is that from Anthony Sixto? Some kind of a piece of meat on a bone. We have an eggplant. And we have pretzels. All right. Well, I think on that note, I'm going to get out of here. And I'm going to write a attempt to write a coherent new. Oh, we got frogs. Um, I'm going to attempt to write a uh, coherent newsletter about uh, this game. Shout out to everybody and all the emojis. Uh, oh, there's chickens now. That's a, that's a that's a rooster. Um, and then Dan Hidalgo has a little man running with a burst of air after him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now we are really. Oh, now there's a chicken and an egg. I just I can't with the emojis. I love the emojis. Need turtle in the newsletter. We got monkeys. We got. Ch- okay, I gotta get the hell out of here. All right, everybody, have a good night. We'll talk to you uh, later, and hopefully uh, see some of you guys on Wednesday. Peace out.